Bobby and Garcia, pioneer Hispanic horticulturist. The genesis of New Mexico chili takes place at least 9,000 years ago in South America. The indigenous people of Bolivia and Peru began to pick a small, hot red berry the size of a pea from a vine-like bushes in the wild. These small fruits were a principal food eaten daily and were held in high esteem. The Incas held them in such high esteem that they were said to be a gift from God. From this wild chiltepin, the Incas began to select for different colors, shapes, and flavors. In Mexico, a similar story can be told. The Aztecs, known more appropriately today as the Triple Alliance, and the Mayas harvested the hot red chiltepins in their regions, and they too selected for varying shapes, sizes, and colors of fruits, giving us the great diversity in chilies that we see today. They would later tell the invading Spaniards that chilies are so special and unique that each type of chili should only be used with one kind of meat, while another chili would be used with a different type of meat. So by the time Columbus discovered the Western Hemisphere, chili peppers were domesticated and there were hundreds of different varieties being grown in the Americas. It was Columbus that mistook the red hot fruit for the pepper being grown in India. He named the plant and the fruit pepper. Even though chili peppers are not even closely related to black pepper, the chili pepper is a close relative to the potato and the tomato, but not black pepper. Of course, this was just one of uh, many mistakes he made. However, we can credit Columbus with introducing Chile to Europe, and from there it spread to Africa and Asia, and became integrated into their foods of that region. Today, China and India are the largest producers of chili peppers in the world. In the United States, New Mexico grows about 15,000 acres of chili peppers each year and produces more than 100,000 tons of chilies each year for the markets. But that wasn't always true. During most of the history of this region in the southwestern United States, chili peppers were only grown in the gardens of Hispanics living in the area. Then about 125 years ago, a young New Mexico State University researcher by the name of Fabian Garcia would do a set of experiments that would change New Mexico agriculture in the United States forever. But we will get back to that story about chilies in a minute. But first, a little about Fabian Garcia. It was said that he was an elegant man and a born gentleman. Dr. Fabian Garcia devoted his life to horticultural science and to the betterment of his community. He worked as a horticulturist at New Mexico State University and changed the face of New Mexico agriculture and even that of the nation. There was a time when the prospects of this young Mexican child must have seemed pretty bleak. Born in 1871 in Chihuahua, Mexico, his parents died when he was still a toddler. So at the age of two, his loving and caring grandmother bundled up Fabian and left Mexico for the hilly Apache country of south-central New Mexico to be a housekeeper. This rugged terrain was still beset by hostilities between the settlers and the Indians. One of Fabian's earliest memories was the day he and his buddy Juan were hunting quail on the outskirts of the town of Mimbris. It was late in the day, and they were happy to have bagged three birds. Suddenly, Juan's lips started to tremble and Fabian looked up to see a party of Apaches passing near them. Garcia would later write, I felt my hair stand up straight. Without saying a word to each other, we started on a run as fast as we could toward town. After a two-mile run and without ever turning back to see if the Apaches were pursuing us, we reached the town and gave the alarm. Fortunately for the community, the Apache chief changed his mind and turned his men towards a nearby ranch. 
But unfortunately for the occupants of the ranch, at sunrise, a favorite time of attack, the Apaches killed every person at the ranch. Such experiences were common in this part of the country in the late 1880s. When Fabian was 10 years old, he and his grandmother moved again, this time to the Mesilla Valley. His grandmother took a job as a housekeeper for the Thomas Casada family. This move to the Mesilla Valley would change Fabian's life. A large landowner and fruit grower, Mr. Casada owned 21,000 acres in the Mesilla Valley and was a wealthy man in Doniana County. Mr. Casada's wife took Fabian under her wing and provided him with a private tutor. When he was old enough, they sent him to Las Cruces College, the forerunner of New Mexico State University. Fabian would later say that he regarded Mrs. Casada responsible for his success. Fabian could well be considered versatile. He was one of the five members in the first graduating class from New Mexico College of Agriculture and Mechanical Arts in 1894, later to be called New Mexico State University. He was president of the Columbian Literary Society and a member of the first football team. After graduation, he studied for another year at Cornell University before returning to New Mexico State University for employment as a professor in the Department of Horticulture. Later, he would receive his Ph.D. In 1913, he became the director of New Mexico State University's Agricultural Experiment Station and Extension Service, making him the first Hispanic in the nation to lead a land-grant agricultural research station. He filled this position with enthusiasm and extraordinary productivity, both as a researcher and an administrator. But now let's return to Fabian Garcia and the Chili Pepper. The chili pepper has transformed the culinary temperament and character of the United States diet. More jalapeno-topped nachos are sold at American ballparks than hot dogs. Chili peppers are rich in both vitamin A and C. But they're not always hot, and they are used as a food coloring agent. In fact, it is the number one red food coloring agent in the United States. The healthy natural color additive is used in salad dressings, soups, sausages, and candies. The brilliant red pigment of the sweet red chili even goes into cosmetics. It is also chili peppers that keep flamingos pink in the zoo and give goldfish their bright color. Dr. Garcia's work in chili breeding established New Mexico State University as the international leader in chili pepper research. As a chili pepper pioneer, one of his greatest achievements was the development of a new pod type in chili peppers called the New Mexican, sometimes mistakenly called Anaheim. This chili pepper revolutionized Mexican-American cooking. So around 1888, Fabian Garcia began a series of groundbreaking experiments to develop a more standardized chili pepper variety. He looked at the varieties being grown in the area and concluded the pods were irregular in form, more or less wrinkled, with thin flesh, and a deep shoulder or indented at the stem end. The indented stem end would hold water, and so the pods would rot. All of these are considered undesirable characters of the pod and are drawbacks, to a certain extent, to the canning industry, inasmuch as a fleshy, smooth, tapering, and shoulderless or undented pod could be easily and more economically peeled. The speed in peeling the green chili pods can be increased by having this shape of pod. Since all canned chilies had to be roasted and then hand-peeled, the faster this can be done, the more economical it would be. He went around to gardens in the area and selected three types of chilies, a chili Colorado, which was a red chili, chili negro, 
which was a dark black chili, and chili pasilla, which is a long, thin chili, and intercrossed them. After several years of selection, he released the new chili pepper and called it New Mexico Number no. 9, because it was the ninth line in the field. New Mexico Number no. 9 was smooth, straight, shoulderless at the stem, and as thick-fleshed as possible. Also important is that it stood up against the chili wilt, Phytophthora. This new pod type opened commercial markets for New Mexico chili and established the New Mexico chili pepper food industry. Thus, he is known as the father of the Mexican-American food industry of the United States. An interesting sidebar story is that in 1896, a New Mexico rancher moved back to his family adobe on the west bank of the Ventura River in California. But before leaving New Mexico, he took with him some chili seed. He loved Fabian Garcia's new green chili that was being grown in New Mexico. Back home, the new green chili became very popular in that area. So much so, he moved to Anaheim, California, so he'd have more room to grow the chili, and he could open a chili cannery himself. The man was Emilio Ortega, and that was the start of the Ortega food brand. As they say, now you know the rest of the story about the Anaheim chili. No matter where in the world New Mexico-type chilies are grown, they all owe their genetic base to Fabian Garcia's New Mexico Number no. 9 cultivar. The chili pepper has become so important in New Mexico that it was made our state vegetable in 1965. We even have the official question, red or green? And we have the Chili Pepper Institute at New Mexico State University dedicated to educating the world about chili peppers. We also have the Hatch Chili Festival, the Santa Fe Wine and Chili Festival, and the whole enchilada to celebrate the chili pepper in New Mexico. Then in 2005, Governor Bill Richardson proclaimed New Mexico the chili capital of the world. Besides plant breeding, Fabian Garcia also did research on growing chilies. Another significant research accomplishment with chili peppers was his raised bed method of growing chili peppers to reduce the disease caused by the Phytophthora causing the chili wilt. Garcia's method of growing chilies on raised beds to control Phytophthora is being rediscovered today by people unaware of his earlier research. He was also instrumental in establishing the pecan industry in New Mexico. No native pecan trees grow in New Mexico. In the early 1900s, he planted some of the first pecan trees in the Mesilla Valley, and his four-acre planting was the largest pecan planting in New Mexico at the time. Today, New Mexico has more than 30,000 acres of pecans and a thriving pecan industry worth nearly $60 million a year. In addition to chili peppers and pecans, Dr. Garcia laid the groundwork for New Mexico's success in the commercial production of onions. He obtained a high-yielding variety from Spain, which he then selected a strain for New Mexico and called it Grano. This cultivar was sent to the Texas Agricultural Experiment Station and helped the Texas sweet onion industry get started. Today, the onion industry in New Mexico is worth $50 million each year. Dr. Garcia is also credited with developing modern irrigated agriculture in New Mexico by experimenting with and refining the horticultural crops that could be grown in New Mexico. So the father of Mexican-American food industry was also the father of irrigated agriculture in New Mexico. It's important to remember this was all taking place at the time when tractors just began to replace the horse and the mule in the fields. His horticultural publications included pear, peach, grape, and plum variety trials, as well as variety trials of onion, spinach, melon, and cauliflower. He examined apple culture under irrigation, 
the effect of spring frosts on peach crops, the hardiness of fruit buds and flowers to frost, growing onion seed, grape crown gall, and the coddling moth in apples. Garcia utilized both Spanish and English as appropriate. Spanish was his native language, and he learned to write formal Spanish while a student at New Mexico State University. Some of Garcia's manuscripts, agriculture experiment station bulletins, press bulletins, and speeches were written and published in both English and Spanish, making him the first American horticulturist to provide bilingual horticultural literature. Dr. Garcia is remembered as a compassionate man who always had time for the common folk. Farmers would come to his office, and he would give advice on raising fruits and vegetables. One farmer said that there's a lots of so-called experts in their fields that don't realize that questions that seem so simple to them are a concern to us. Fabian would patiently explain and answer all their questions. In his later years, Old Director, as he finally came to be called, helped poor Mexican-American students by providing them rooms at the horticultural farm while they attended school. On August 6, 1948, he died in Las Cruces, leaving his entire state to New Mexico State University, in part providing a dormitory and scholarships for Mexican-American youth. I want to help poor boys, he said, for I know of their hardships. Garcia's legacy of excellence in both his professional and personal life inspired many in his time and continues to serve as an example at New Mexico State University. To honor Fabian Garcia's contribution at New Mexico State University, the 45-acre horticulture farm was named after him, along with the faculty senate meeting hall, the building housing the Center for International Programs, and appropriately a dormitory, Garcia Hall, which is New Mexico State University's largest residence hall. Other recognitions include the Fabian Garcia Memorial Scholarship and the Fabian Garcia Multicultural Scholars Program. The father of the U.S. Mexican-American food industry was enshrined in the American Society of Horticulture in 2005 in the American Association for the Advancement of Science, AAAS, one of the most prestigious science organizations in the world, selected Fabian as one of their ancestors of science. As one of his colleagues said in 1943, For me, there is no person in this country that I admire and truly believe is the greatest man of our day like you, my much-beloved friend. I feel honored because we have one of our own blood that have been able to rise to such a prominent position. Oh, that many others will follow in your footsteps. But that is impossible because there is only one Fabian Garcia. And that is still true today. <laughs> 